Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 51. The holiday season is here and we are looking at some gorgeous minimalist homes so we can figure out just how to decorate our homes like a minimalist for the holidays. Hey there, wannabe minimalist friends. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and the Wannabe Minimalist Podcast. This time of year, I hear so many of you asking about decorating and gift giving, and of course, I totally get it. I look at these beautiful homes on Instagram and Pinterest, and I wonder, just how do they do it? So I thought, why not act like a detective and figure out how to keep our homes looking great for the holidays, keep them neat, and not feel like we're being miserly like Scrooge. And for that last point about feeling like Scrooge, I firmly believe that our guilt is the number one thing that holds us back at the holidays when it comes to adopting minimalism. As much as we try to resist, the marketing messages, holiday movies, and our past histories push us toward trying to make this year the most magical times in our lives and our families' lives. I mean, who in their right mind actually enjoys that little red guy that comes to your home for a whole month? There's a reason that our home has been left out of his address book, if you know what I mean. It's just way too much commitment for me, and I know that I would totally get caught up in the Pinterest perfect guilt, so I just never said yes to that particular tradition. And you know what? My daughter, she's seven. She still loves the holidays. She doesn't even know she's missing out on anything. So this week, I was asked to participate in a guest post about keeping your home organized and tidy during the holiday season. And I wanted to bring you some of my best tips and some that I found on the internet. Again, like I said, I wanted to be a detective and figure it out and just see how other people are doing it so that I could bring you the best advice that I could find. And so, you know, I will be focusing on the decorating side um, and decorating like a minimalist for this episode. 
But because so many of you have also asked about gift giving, I do have a simple holiday planner available for you on my website where you can also get the show notes for today's episode. That planner is filled with everything you need to keep organized and focused this month, including meal planning, budgeting, decluttering, um, your decorations, a 30-day gratitude and kindness challenge, and a no-clutter gift-giving guide for everyone in your life. You can find it all at littlegreenbow.com forward slash 51. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 51. All right, so let's dive in and look at these awesome ways to decorate like a minimalist for the holidays and not feel like a Scrooge. But honestly, before we even start getting into, you know, decorating and you get all of your decorations out, I want you to let go of your guilt. 2020 has been a tough year to say the least, and I don't want you finishing off this year with added guilt on your shoulders. It is totally okay to not do all the things. I mean, first of all, there are too many things to do anyway, so I think it's nearly impossible to do them all, even in a good year. Secondly, This is also the busiest time of the year for most of us. On top of our normal activities, in a regular year, there's travel, parties, hosting, shopping, volunteering. So I guess that's kind of the silver lining to 2020 is that for this year, it will be simpler. There will be less travel. There will be fewer parties. And maybe we'll even skip out on in-person shopping. Who knows? But if you work in the retail industry, this time of year is a killer. So let's make a deal with ourselves to do the best we can, add some festivity to our homes, but then give ourselves grace that we don't have to be perfect. And good enough is good enough. I also want to give you a little backstory before we dive in. I love the look of a minimalist house, but it is a work in progress for me. There is a reason that I host this podcast and that I've called it the Wannabe Minimalist Show. I'm working through these concepts too. So while I've decluttered my home, it's got a lot of ways to go. And so that's why I wanted to bring in some experts for help. These are the decorating tips that I'm embracing in my home this year, and I know you'll love them too. So give them a try and let me know what your favorite ones are. Um, You can come on over to our wannabe minimalist community on Facebook, and I'll tell you how to get there. You can search for us on Facebook, or you can find the link in the show notes. And then tell me which ones you're using or which ones you've tried in the past, anything that's worked for you. Always in it for more tips and tricks and hacks and advice. All right, so let's look at those tips for decorating your home like a minimalist for the holidays. The first one I want to talk about is embracing a minimalist tree. Now, what in the world does that mean? Well, let's just talk about the Christmas tree first. In our home, like most, the tree really is probably the cornerstone of your decorating. It isn't ours. And when I thought about it, I realized that we've only celebrated Christmas morning in our home three times. The first was when my daughter was born. And so her first Christmas, she was six months old at that point. The second was the year we lived in Germany. That was a couple years ago. And then last year, we finally lived close enough to family that we could drive to my sister's for the afternoon of a family Christmas celebration. And that was the third time we had spent Christmas morning in our home. Now, I'm 40 years old. That's not very many times to be spending at my house. So I guess it doesn't really surprise me that I haven't really decorated for the holidays in the past. But now that my daughter is getting older, I want her to have those same memories that I had when I was a child. And so I think that's what's bringing me to this moment of wanting my home to be festive for all of the holidays. And plus, we haven't really had that much fun outside of our home this year. So I think that's where that goes. And I just wanted to give you a little backstory on that. 
but it really doesn't surprise me that our skinny fake tree and the stockings really have been the only things that have made it out in the past. Now, growing up, my mom was a big collector of Hallmark ornaments, and I was in on it too. Thankfully, I have sold, gifted, and donated about 25% of my ornaments, and my daughter's helping me go through the rest this year. But these ornaments really are kind of that tricky kind of clutter. They're small and sentimental, and each ornament in and of itself doesn't really take up much space. But all together, it's a bunch. And if there was a house fire, these are not the things that I would grab. And that realization really has made me want to commit to going through my ornaments this year and only keeping those that I have a fond emotional attachment with. So I wouldn't be surprised if I let go of another 25% of my ornaments. So before I get into what a minimalist tree is and all of that kind of stuff, though, I do want to let you know that for those of you that are visual, I will have examples of minimalistically decorated houses and trees and everything I talk about today on my website. So you can get an idea about just how beautiful these types of decorations or these homes really are, even though they don't have a lot of stuff in them. Okay, now, these trees are beautiful. And the kicker is that the beauty isn't in the ornaments. So I'm sitting here and I'm putting all these ornaments on and I'm storing all these ornaments and I'm getting them out and I'm worrying about them getting broken. And the ornaments aren't the beauty. When you look at these pictures, you notice it's the tree. It's the home. It feels cozy and inviting. And and that's what it's about. The ornaments, those aren't where the memories are. Some of them are. I mean, more of my fun memories, though, are in the experience of putting up the tree together. When I go through these ornaments, I want to only keep the sentimental ones and the ones that when they come out year after year, I have a story to tell my daughter or something it reminds me of or a different point in our life or something we did together as a family. That's what I want my tree to be about. And that's what I'm going to be working on this year. So if ornaments aren't really a big thing in your home, you can just decorate with food items like strings of popcorn and cranberries like Alpha Celine. And I'm going to list the Instagram handles of the pictures that I'm referencing on the website for how to decorate like a minimalist for the holidays. So that's our first one. Or you can decorate your tree with dried orange slices like Design Becomes Him. Honestly, these make beautiful decorations and the oranges smell amazing too. You can also just let the beauty of the tree speak for itself and just decorate it with or without lights like Jet at Home. It really doesn't even have to come down to these ornaments. It's all about the tree. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. 
Correct. Sometimes I'll wear my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, wherever you listen to podcasts. And speaking of tree, I want you to get creative with your tree. Now, if you don't have a tree, don't want to purchase a real tree, or you can't fit one in your home, you can get creative with how to display a tree. So I remember growing up that my aunt and uncle used to hang a tree from their ceiling upside down. At first, they did it to get it out of the reach from the grandkids, but they liked it so much that they kept hanging it from their ceiling for years. I remember it all through like my high school years. It gave them more space under the tree for presents, gave them more visual space because, as in most homes, our stuff sits lower to the ground and not up high by the ceiling. So, you know, visually, it was really appealing and it was a great conversation starter. Not a single person came into that house and didn't ask about the tree. My aunt also used to comment that it was so much easier to clean under you know, when all the needles fell off the real tree, it was just easier to get under there and keep them clean. So I guess you'll have to try it yourself and tell me if it's true because, you know, hanging a Christmas tree from your ceiling is probably a bit too much trouble for me and for most of you listening. And so I think there are a few easier ways to get creative with your tree, but it just goes to show you that there's an endless supply of creativity out there and ways we can make our homes beautiful for the holidays. So if you have the space but don't want to use a real tree or a fake tree, you can use a ladder and either run garland and lights around it. You can hang your ornaments from the garland and the lights and you can put a star on top, or you can just hang ornaments from the ladder like the one I have from Emily C. Design. Now, if space is really limited, you can use your wall to create a tree. Now, tree is of course in air quotes because it's not a real tree, but it looks like a tree on your wall. And there are so many creative ideas that you can follow. So some ways I found you can run a garland in a zigzag pattern on the wall and then decorate it with lights and ornaments like the one from Naturally It's Thrifted. You can create a felt tree on the wall. This is fantastic if you have kids that are younger and they can stick felt ornaments to the tree like the one shared by Annie Nice Things Lover. And that one's great because it can be an activity too. So not only is it decorative, but it gives your kids something to participate in and something to you know play with on a daily basis in the holiday season. Another one, and this is one of my favorites, is using two long sticks to create the sides of a tree and then running lights in a zigzag pattern like a tree. And I love the one that I found posted by Bellywood Living. And then finally, use different lengths of garland to create a tree on the wall. The small cute one from Almost Makes Perfect would fit almost anywhere, and it's really cute. It's um, horizontal garland, and it's in kind of a triangle, triangular tree shape. And the best part about these is that they take up much less storage space than a fake tree. And if you use live plants, they take up almost no, no storage space because you would just replace them each year. 
So these are some really creative ways to be minimalist and still have that holiday spirit in your home. The third way you can decorate like a minimalist is to go with one color. Now, this is how a lot of minimalists like to decorate their homes regardless of the seasons, and you will see it taking over Pinterest and Instagram. Now, not everyone's into black and white or white and tan. Those neutrals are great, and I personally would love it if my home were in one neutral color palette. Work in progress, remember? But if you are into color, then choose your favorite and run with it. This is your home, and so you get to decide. But one of the most cost-effective and minimalistic ways to decorate is to keep your bigger pieces, furniture, walls, dinnerware, etc., to neutrals and then decorate with color for the holidays or every day for that matter. The easiest way, and one that does not take up much space to store in the off-season, is to use pillow covers. Now, notice I said pillow covers and not pillows. So even if you have pillows where the cover doesn't come off, doesn't remove, and these are your everyday pillows, you can still cover them up with something else during the holidays. There's no need to get new pillow inserts and try to store those year round. I know that goes without saying, but I know there's someone out here listening that needed to hear that today. And I have a couple examples of really cute pillow covers and how they would pop against neutral home decor or go with neutral home decor. And um, my first one is from Manchester Home 613, and then the other is from Linen and Ivory. And they're beautiful and cute, and I can just see how they, just that little bit would add such a festive uh, feel to your home. So what color would I say is best for decorating? Well, looking through lots and lots of pictures, my favorite color for holiday decorations is red because it can be used for so many other holidays and it really pops so well against neutrals and goes really well with blacks and browns and navies and any other color. So red just seems like a no-brainer to me. But Just be sure to keep the other decorations like Christmas trees, snowflakes, snowmen, or ornaments off of the items so that you can use them over and over again. Think other holidays that use red like Valentine's Day, Cinco de Mayo, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, Veterans Day. I mean, just look at how versatile red is. So for you visual people, I do have a beautifully decorated red and white room from Alexander Renee Design on my website, and I am amazed at how just a little bit of color makes such a big difference in the white room that she has on her photo. Or if you're not into color, you can go full monochrome and just stick with the beige, the whites, the golds, and tans. It looks really rich and beautiful. And I have a couple monochrome decorated rooms from Fresh Exchange and from the home I create that you can check out for inspiration. And they're really pretty. So there's no, you know, you do not have to use color if you're not into it. But if you want to, you can. Number four for how to decorate like a minimalist at the holidays is to use nature for inspiration. Now, this is the perfect time to bring the outdoors in because we're not spending as much time outside, but we still need nature around us. And we can do it in so many simple ways. So one way is to use evergreen branches and an embroidery hoop to create a simple Scandinavian-inspired wreath. You can use plants like juniper branches, buried cedar branches and eucalyptus, tie them to the hoop with floral wire, and you're good to go. Like the beautiful one from Oh Lovely Bows. Uh, It's gorgeous, you guys. Another way you can do this is to group pine cones together and then display them as part of your holiday decor. The added bonus is that you can go on a pine cone hunt, and you can go with your kids, or you can go just by yourself to clear your mind. So really, it's a two-for-one. You either get to spend time with your children and have an activity, 
and decorate, or you get to go on a walk by yourself, have some alone time, meditate, and then decorate. Either way, it's a win-win, and I particularly love the ones from Le Beau Bungalow or Our Cottage Nest. And then another way I like is just to decorate your home with evergreen branches, like the ones at Grace Oak Designs. Literally, it's cutting branches, putting them in a vase, and just displaying them. You'll get the scent of these evergreen branches, which is just beautiful this time of year, and it looks lovely as well. And finally, one of my favorite ways that I've seen for bringing the outside in is to use clear glass bottles with a thin neck, something where you would make it into a candlestick. So first you're going to put in a leafy branch, like a eucalyptus, rosemary, or an evergreen branch, and then you'll fill it with water, and then you put a candlestick on top, and it is gorgeous, you guys. And the one from Leaf Blog is just gorgeous. They're simple, beautiful, and there is no sign of Scrooge anywhere. So the fifth way I want to talk about how to decorate your home like a minimalist for the holidays is to set your table. Now, one of the areas in your home that takes up a lot of space is your dining table. It's prime real estate when it comes to decorating, but it also needs to remain functional. So an easy way to get this area in the holiday spirit is to set your dining table every day. Now, in our home, we run our dishwasher every night. I am not one of those minimalists that only uses one plate per person. So each morning... You know, we clear out the dishwasher and you can just use that time instead of putting your dishes away into the cabinet, you can set your table instead. And I love the example from Dove Cottage. It is a gorgeous, simple table using nature, using monochrome design, and it's just beautiful. So check that one out. Or if that seems like a little too much trouble for you, you could just run a table runner and then do festive decor down the middle of the table. And that might work better for a lot of you during this time when we're spending so much time at home. I mean, we eat two, sometimes three meals at our dining table. So having it set all the time may not be super practical, but you could definitely set up a table runner down the middle of the table. And I love the one from Southern Surroundings. It's gorgeous. Again, using very simple design pieces, nature, and, you know, monochrome design. So they all go together and it, they just look beautiful. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. Mm. 
So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. The sixth tip is to keep your visual clutter to a minimum. And my favorite way to keep visual clutter down, and one that I see over and over again, besides using that one color palette, is to use simple wrapping paper. And again, you can incorporate this into using the same color that you want throughout your home. So there are so many cute, simple wrapping papers out there, and you can even use paper from shopping bags or craft paper with twine. I mean, that works beautifully, and it's gorgeous. You know, there's a reason brown paper packages tied up with string is part of the Favorite Things song. They're just gorgeous. And Farm and Flourish has a really cute package where she also uses a label maker. So if you've gone out and gotten a label maker, really cute way to use it as well in your decorations. And they look really pretty under your tree. Or you could go black and white and use black and white paper. There is some super cute paper with fa-la-la-la-la written all over it. It's darling. And Simply Michelle B has that on her Instagram and it's super cute. Or if you want to be more sustainable, and I've been seeing a lot more of this lately, you can use fabric wrapping. So either you can wrap in a scarf that's also a gift, and so you're giving that as well, or you can just use reusable fabric over and over and it's really pretty as well and there's um, a really great example from Melissa Mary Jenkins art and it's it's really pretty and I can just imagine a bunch of packages under the tree tied with a more sustainable package um, or more sustainable wrapping and not feel guilty about throwing it away on Christmas morning even though we recycle it we still know that it's it can be wasteful and that's number six to keep visual clutter to a minimum And number seven, the last tip I'm going to leave us with today for how to decorate like a minimalist is to go for big impact with easy crafting. Now, this is one of my favorite ways to decorate for the holidays, and it's to make crafts with your kids. We did this when we were in Germany. My daughter and I made all of our decorations that year because we knew we weren't going to be there for another Christmas and we just, we needed something to do. You know, we just used simple things that we had around the house, like toilet paper rolls, egg cartons, paint, glue, and glitter. It was really simple, gave us something to do, and it was a lot of fun. And it made the home festive. So plus, I didn't feel bad about recycling and tossing them at the end of the season or when we moved, actually. I think I kept them just in case we stayed for another year. But I just ended up tossing them when we moved, and it was great. I didn't feel bad about it at all. And for those of you that are sentimental and you want to keep these and you feel terrible about getting rid of them, take a picture of your child with the decorations and then either just keep, you know, toss them or keep one. You know, don't feel the need to keep all of them. Not all of them are going to be great. Keep one you can remember and then take a picture of them so you know how big they were, what the tree looked like, all of that stuff. And that is what the memory is made out of. And then you have that one ornament you bring out every year and it just reminds you of that time that year and what was going on. So I absolutely love that. Um, I have some really good examples. I have um, Merry Christmas lettering and it's so festive. It's impactful. It won't take much effort to do it. We actually did this for Halloween and I might do it for Christmas as well. The Merry Thought has a really cute black Merry Christmas sign up against a white fireplace. It just really pops and it looks really pretty. So check that out. Another one is to do 
toilet paper roll crafts, and you can do all sorts of things. We made ornaments with our toilet paper rolls. They are so fun. But the one I have as an example is from ABCD Learning. It's really cute. And she has a snowman, a Rudolph, and then some Christmas lights all on or I think it's a present, but it's wrapped with Christmas lights. And they're all made out of toilet paper rolls. And it would be something really fun that your kids would get into. I promise. My daughter loved it when we made stuff out of toilet paper rolls. Another is to do some kids wrapping paper. Now, I don't know any grandparent that wouldn't love to get their presents wrapped in wrapping paper that their children or their grandchildren made. This one is from a German site. It's Die Besten Inden für Kinder. <laughs> and it's so cute. They're, it's using toilet paper and Uh, toilet paper roll and then craft paper and paint and it's stamping trees and making them with the kids and it's super cute so check that out and then the last one is to make magazine trees and I have made these before because well last year um we had just moved into our place and we got so many catalogs the people that lived here before us were I mean they shopped so much online you guys I mean it took me months to get rid of all of these catalogs and stop them from coming to our house and we had stacks and stacks of them so I made a ton of magazine trees and they're super fun you can paint them if you want or you can just leave them with the um the magazine print and sometimes they're really pretty depending on where the magazine's from and so there's a really easy way to fold them I'll put a link for the um, how-to in the show notes as well but I do have a good example on the on my website too. And these are super simple and you really don't feel guilty about throwing them away. You just recycle them at the end of the year. There's no glue, nothing extra that's added to these magazines or catalogs. And uh, Sewin Cupcakes has a really cute display of them as well. And you can see she didn't paint these ones. You can either put on glitter or you can paint them. You can spray paint them. There's so many different ways uh, you can decorate with those. But those are, again, an easy craft you can do with your kids. Uh, some way you can reuse, reduce, and recycle the things that are in your home. And I love doing things like that and then keeping one or taking a picture with your um, child with the craft so that you can remember it from year to year but not have to keep all of that clutter in your house. So these are seven ways that I found online for how to decorate your home like a minimalist. We've done some of them in the past. Um, I look, I'm looking to do a few this year, but I would love to hear from you. I would love to know what you are planning to do. How are you decorating your home for the holidays? Come on over and share in the Wannabe Minimalist community on Facebook. It's a group that's totally free and we're having a lot of fun getting to know each other. And we've had a lot of these kind of holiday discussions, gifts, how, how are people doing this kind of stuff? And there's some really good ideas is in there. So come on over, introduce yourself, share your thoughts. Let us know if there's something that we can help you with. And I'm really excited to hear from you and help you encourage, you know, help encourage you on your journey toward a life of less stuff, more happiness, and really just the awesome life that you and your family deserve. The group is totally free. You can just find us by clicking on the link in the show notes um, or by searching for Wannabe Minimalist on Facebook. And I can't wait to meet you there and hear hear all about your journey. And, and really, it really helps me on my journey as well. So it's a pretty cool group. And then don't forget, if you want to get all of the show notes for today, um, for today's episode, 
see all of those examples that I'm describing, you can find it all at littlegreenbow.com slash 51. Once again, get the show notes, links for everything, all the pictures for everything I described at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 51. And that's where you can also find out about my latest resources, including the Simple Holiday Planner and Workbook, which includes a ton of clutter-free gift ideas for everyone on your Christmas list. And that just about wraps it up for today's episode. But before I go, I just want to take a minute to thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate that you choose that you do choose to spend some of your time with me, and I hope that the information I provide is helpful. If you have anything you would love for me to cover and discuss, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. Uh, you know, let me know how else I can serve you and the topics that you find most helpful. Feel free to tag me on your Instagram stories. I'm little.green.bow on that platform, or you can email me at deanna at littlegreenbow.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode and have not done so already, please be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. I'm on iTunes, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I don't know, I'm missing a ton of them, but I'm out there. So you can look us up and find us wherever you listen to podcasts and then leave a review so more people can find us and discover the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle. I am going to be taking a few weeks off for the holidays. And so I will see you back here the last week of December so that we can get ready for January 1st and New Year's resolutions and decluttering and purging because I know that I am not alone when the New Year rolls around. That is my number one priority is getting my house in order. So uh, I look forward to seeing you then. Um, Enjoy the holidays and enjoy time with your family. And uh, I wish you all the best for the end of this year. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 